Today hardly seems the day for a swim, but maybe I should. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. There are few things in nature I love more than when two species' phenological calendars align in either a connected or disjointed fashion. Shad running to spawn in the spring and shad bush flowering is one of those. But also the old adage that the fish start biting when the black flies do. In fact, it seems that often these linkages we try to remember usually are an obvious natural feature, like the fruiting or flowering of a shrub, with a hidden feature, like the relative abundance of a fish whose population is concealed beneath the silvery surface. You don't hear too much about the bears being on the prowl when the blueberries are in fruit, or apples being ripe when the hawthorns are. This time of year, I look to the muddy, winding estuaries of our area for clues about when the tomcod are running around the solstice, common merganser ducks. Now first, tomcod. This is a species of small cod and notable for being the only species of this group that is anadromous, meaning they run out of saltwater bays into freshwater creeks to spawn. Most fish that do this will do so either in the spring when the water levels are high, making it easier to ascend far upriver in search of suitable spawning habitat. The other time of year that is common for anadromous fish to spawn is in the fall when river temperatures start to drop and dissolved oxygen increases. But tomcod, bucking all those norms, instead choose the darkest day of the year for the peak spawning run, winter solstice, when they can often be concealed under ice, snow, and long, dark nights. Common mergansers are some of our largest diving ducks. The males of the species are crisply colored with pure white flanks, deep green iridescent heads, black backs and wingtips, and an iconic narrow serrated dark red bill. The females are smaller and have a rather sooty coloration overall, but with a rusty red head topped in a tussled crest. They still have that distinctive serrated bill. The bills of these birds provide a clue as to what they eat. The serrated edge is perfect for grasping and keeping hold of slippery fish, which is the primary foodstuff for these birds. Common mergansers are most common on inland waterways and will nest in tree cavities. In the northern end of their range, they only spend the summer. In the southern end of their range, they only spend winter. But here in Maine, we are lucky enough to have populations of these large ducks year-round. This time of the year, as their inland haunts freeze up, they look for liquid water in which to swim and hunt. No better place right now than in a salty, partially frozen estuary full of small, tasty cod. For most folks, the fact that common mergansers clue us in to the potential presence of tomcod is nothing more than a phenological point of interest. But historically, signs like these were important cultural knowledge which collectively ensured surviving the winter. The winter solstice is the start of that season, and with all of the bounty of spring, summer, and fall behind us, folks needed to begin rationing their provisions in earnest. Squashes, beans, and root crops will hold out fairly well in a root cellar, But year to year, crops may have been unpredictable, and you never really know how long those things will keep, even with the most diligent care. So fishing for tomcod has historically been a tasty way of stretching provisions to help folks make it through the winter. The tomcod could be dried, salted, or smoked, and would add much-needed protein and calories to the winter's larder. So this weekend, whether you are into fishing or birding, you can keep an eye to your local muddy tidal backwater to see if you can find any common mergansers. 
If you have a bit of time, you could hunker down with binoculars and a thermos of tea and watch the ducks do their work of hunting for fish. Similar to so many birds, mergansers swallow their catch whole, and they can gulp down a fish up to a foot long. That is roughly the same size as a tomcod. So with a diligent eye and a steady head on the binoculars, you might even be able to see the mottled brown coloration of a tomcod locked in the red bill of a merganser. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.